Hello, it's me, Alexi Toliopoulos. And your little friend, Jen Fricker. Last week, we devoured the brand new zombie heist film, Army of the Dead. And right now, we are serving up a truly delectable little snack. Yes, a very, very special episode. We have a Q&A with the man himself, Army of the Dead director, Zack Snyder. Now, we recorded this episode live from Supernova Comic Con and Gaming Convention. So please, sit back and enjoy. Get ready. Start hooping, start hollering, the director of the Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder! (laughs) Hi, Zack. Hello. We're we're so happy to see you. We're so excited to be chatting to you about this incredible film. I know that this film for you has been years in the making, the story. Seems like every movie I make is years in the making, so I'm getting a little tired of that. I should probably just make a movie, like, right now, and then just release it right now. Like, just, I'm going to come up with an idea with you guys right on this call, and then shoot it and release it, like, within, like, a week. I don't have anything else in the wings that we could say, oh, what about another long-haul, like, movie? (laughs) I will say that's fun, and I love that. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it would be nice to just... Think of one and shoot it and then like release it. Yeah. But yes, it's been years in the making. It was an idea that was born right after dawn. We did write a script with Joby Harold. We were going to make it and then years passed. And I just want to start again because I'm in a different head. And so Shay and I just started on page one and just rewrote it for now. One of the things Sorry. I love so much about this movie, Zach, is that blending of the heist film and the zombie film. And the coolest thing about the heist film was always assembling that team, getting that crack team together. And you've got such a great cast of actors. Can you talk about assembling that team? So what I did was I had the idea for the movie and I would like go to the actor's house or their place of business where they were working. And I'd go, <laughs> hey, hey, excuse me. Yep. I want to make a movie. <laughs> did you have sunglasses on at the time and did yeah, you kind of lower I, I them halfway these, down your face? I had these sunglasses on. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, I'm sorry, security. There's a person. <laughs> no, but really, honestly, look, Dave Batista, I've been a huge fan for a long time. Yeah. When I saw him in Blade Runner, I was like, that guy is amazing. And like, just like, still waters run deep. Am wow. I wrong? The guy. You want to take care of him, even though he's a monster. You know, he's huge. Mm. Yeah. What does a Dave Batista hug feel like? You never get around. Like, you know, like, you know, when you hug someone, your hands kind of go, they eventually go back toward each other. Traditionally, Dave, yeah. They're kind of all always pointing out. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, Dave said no. Like, when I pitched him the movie, he was like, no, I don't want no. Why? Why did he say no? He goes, look, I want to just focus on my acting. I want, like, a movie that I can really dig into, a role that's really, like, you know, deeper than just like me killing zombies. And I said, well, wait, read the script. It's not just that. It's all about like Scott's journey and like his catharsis. It's all about like, you know, his pain. Then he read the script and he's like, okay, I'm in. I knew that I wanted an international cast because, you know, there is some social commentary about immigration. Zombie movies are their best when they're like sort of dealing with social issues one of the most exciting things about this film is that it really is like this new breakthrough first film in like this really cool exciting 
franchise. Yeah. There's an anime series coming to Netflix as well. Yeah, what can you tell us about the universe you've been building with this film? Yeah, so I'm directing two of the episodes of the animated series, and Shay and I also, wow. while we were doing that, we came up with a story for what we would do for the animated series. And it takes place right after the wall is completed, but before they finish rescuing all the people that are still trapped inside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we get a little taste of like kind of what their day to day was like. And then a thing happens where they got to go back to Area 51 because they need to find out about the origin of the zombie outbreak. And they go down a rabbit hole. Even I would say it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, if Zack Snyder is saying it's crazy, it's crazy. It's perfect. Someone's just yelled out. Yeah. We're about to kick it to the crowd. So get your questions yeah, ready, guys. Yeah, come on down to the mic, guys. What are the little Easter eggs that people should look out for in the film that will kind of give them ideas of where the franchise yeah, is going? Yeah, we've heard you've scattered some treats for repeat viewers. There's a character named Guzman. He's on the casino floor killing some zombies. One of the zombies, the last one he kills, just keep your eyes on that zombie and then we can talk. So, We've yes. got Josh with our first question. Yeah, what would you like to say, Josh? It's an amazing honor to talk to you. Were there any like inspirations when you were making this film that you sort of took from different sources? I mean, the one thing about the zombie genre that's really interesting is that in truth, you don't really need to do a big explanation about like how to kill a zombie or if a zombie bites you you become a zombie. Like, these are things we know. Anyway, you'll see that, that once we jump to the alphas, there's an evolution that happens where we kind of now we shed the canon. But yeah, I was inspired mostly by like the classics. Is it 10 years of, uh, of Walking Dead? That's a lot of zombies under the... <laughs> there's a lot of homages to Dawn in Walking Dead. And that was really cool. Mr. Snyder, thank you for talking to us today. Um, In the history of the zombie movie, the zombies have always been a commentary on what's happening in the world. So, for example, the 1960s, it was the Red Scare and fear of nuclear weapons, 1980s, loss of identity and consumerism. What commentary does a Zack Snyder zombie provide us today? I mean, I think that originally, when we were doing the movie and we were building, you know, a wall around Vegas, there was, you know, sort of reference to walls that were being built between, you know, our countries sort of the immigrant camps that were being built. There's also just the dialogue. When you hear the dialogue of the president, I think it's pretty obvious what we're trying to say there. Hmm. And then weirdly, COVID happened. In our movie, if your temperature goes lower, that's bad. When we were doing it, Theo was like, where do I point the temperature gun at her to see if they might be infected with the zombie plague? And I go, I think the forehead? I don't know. And then since then, I have like had a temperature gun pointed at me like every day. Mm. Um, <laughs> G'day, Zach. I must say it's an absolute honour to be chatting with you today. And you have a grand gift for telling stories, not just with the movies themselves, but with the characters you portray. What I'm curious to know is how do you find the stories you want to tell? Like, does it just come to you? Do you read these things on your own and say, I could really do something like this? Or what's your secret, mate? (laughs) You know, 300, I'm a huge Frank Miller fan. Before that, I was a big Dark Knight Returns fan, right? So Dark Knight Returns led me to 300. And I was a big comic book fan, so that kind of got me into Watchmen. And I was really into sort of mythological concepts and stories and ideas. So I have all this kind of, what I would say is 
love of archetypal stories and say that weren't superheroes, right? In our society, say if we were living in the Watchmen universe, there was real superheroes and so we weren't making movies about them because it would be boring because we see them every day. I would probably make movies about mythological figures, you know, a movie about Hercules, or I'd be making a movie about the Iliad or the Odyssey or something like that. That would be actual mythology that tells the same archetypal stories, say as what I do slightly with the DCU or even with this movie. Hi, Zach. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us today. It truly means a lot. Uh, you talked before about the importance of like discussing the journey of which a character will go on, in particular, Ray Fisher. You've talked about the collaboration between him, uh, Chris Terrier, and yourself. And so I was wondering how important is it is for you to establish that bond earlier? It's a great question. I, I think that it really depends on the character and kind of what we're trying to say. I think with Ray and with um, Justice League, it was really important to me because we felt a lot of responsibility with Cyborg and we really wanted to get Ray's voice in the movie because we felt like, you know, it was long overdue and having Ray's input was super important to us. And so it varies. I like to think that I'm interested in the input of the actors. A lot of times the actor ends up knowing the character really well because they spend the time, you know, with them. They also, you know, understand that the character is a cog in also a larger sort of story mechanism. The character needs to not break the greater story with a tangent about what it, it needs. So, but like I was saying, with Ray's character, he was fundamental. That character drives the movie in a lot of ways. So I really needed huh, him to be movie. constructed in a way that we all felt like was correct. Hey, Zach, I'm such a big fan. It's an honor to talk to you. I was wondering, because every movie you make, it has a specific style and feel that you can tell it's a Zack Snyder movie. So sure. I was wondering what inspired you to take on this style and to become a filmmaker? My advice is always like that your point of view is your actual, that's the commerce in which you deal. The prism that is you, the experience of the world shines through and comes out you know, split into a thousand rainbows of light, like that's the movie, right? And without you as the conduit for the world to be transformed through, that's the version of a movie where we're just, we all filled out a form and we just, you know, we all just made the movie by a focus group. Your angle, your way of seeing, that's the thing that's unexpected. That's the thing that when you watch a movie and you're like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming or like, fuck, that's beautiful or that's crazy. Like, who would have thought of that? That's the power of cinema. There's no moment or no particular thing that happened or that I intellectualize to say I make an image this way. You know, it's really intuitive and it's really instinctual. My favorite movies are from directors that shoot and tell a story in a particular way that's kind of consistent with, you know, the way they see the world. And, and I think that that's what I try and do. And so that's where the style comes from. Use your intuitive aesthetic to like make the shots that you would like. It's like a mosaic. You build each shot one on top of the next, like building a brick wall. You have to like say, okay, this is, this is correct for the way I feel and the, the way I see 
and then you build the next one on top of it. That's how you make a movie. And I think that just do it your way because that's what people want. Hey, how you doing, Zach? My name's also Zach, so great name. <laughs> uh, my favorite movie of all time is your cut of BBS. And my question for you is, do you have any favorite onset moments working on Army of the Dead that where you just went, okay, this is cool, we're making something cool? I guess for me, what, one of the big moments was when the actress Athena, who plays the queen, when we introduce her the first time, right? And um, she kind of, there's a kind of a reveal, you'll see. And I was operating this shot. I had done these drawings of like her reveal where she was against the sun. So it was kind of hard to see her. It was kind of flares. And then finally coalesces into this image, right? And it's one of those moments where like, I'm just with the camera and she's up on this troop transport. It's like an abandoned military vehicle that's on the streets of Vegas from when the military was fighting and lost and they left a bunch of equipment and they retreated clearly. And it's all this burned out troop carrier. And our team has kind of come in contact with zombies at this point, the alpha zombies. And this is the first time we're kind of seeing them up close. And Athena, you know, just a joy to work with because I could say anything and she'd be like, oh, do a handstand? Yeah, like a, ba oh, a backflip, like from here, yeah. I can do that. But in this moment, she was just like, she's just prowling around on the top of this troop kit transport. And I'm trying to just capture her against the sun. She and I were just kind of in the zone, playing focus, flares, makeup, hair, wind, all the things, all the kind of elements. I made this shot and I went over and looked at it and I was like, okay, this is exactly what I would hope for. It's, it's a rare moment when like all of those things kind of line up. It's important to the movie. Everyone hit their stride. The actress did her thing. And it was just like really tangibly cool. The moment's kind of abstracted by the fact that it feels intimate. It feels like I'm the only one seeing it, you know, because when you operate the camera, there is this kind of illusion that you get that like, no one's ever gonna see this but me. I'm the one looking at this moment but it's cool when it's actually being recorded and then it ends up in the movie. It becomes a piece in the puzzle, but at that moment, it was just Athena and I, and it was exactly what I had imagined, and it was really cool. If you haven't seen the film yet, it is like really, really such a cool way to introduce the alphas. Yeah, Zach, thank you so much for your generosity with your time today and the depth of your answers. I think all of us here at Supernova Melbourne have a really great time. Big round of applause for Zack Snyder, yeah. everybody. Yay. <laughs>